Hey, music nerds, you're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin, the uh, so-called maestro behind Niagara Moon. Joined with me today, as he is on most days at this point, is Dan Barracuda, who is a fantastic uh, songwriter producer himself. Uh, I put links for both of our projects in the show notes if you ever want to check that out. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. If this is not your first time listening, thank you for joining us again. We got a pretty cool response to our Steely Dan episode last week. Uh, that also included a little bit of um, derision, a little bit of uh, little bit of hate, and uh, that's that's kind of cool actually to me. It means people are listening. I do want to get something off the top here. Uh, don't take our opinions seriously. We don't really know what we're talking about. Well, sometimes Dan knows what he's talking about, but uh, this is all in good fun. Uh, I don't think my opinion means pretty much anything substantive. You know, music is subjective and all that. I encourage you to just have some fun and uh, enjoy thinking about music, because we certainly do. And we're talking about a pretty cool album today, Lonerism by Tame Impala. Let's kick into it. What album are we talking about today, Mr. Dan Barracuda? Gotta be above it, gotta be above it, gotta be above it, gotta be above it. We're talking about Lonerism <laughs> by Tame Impala. And I know I'm gonna be above it now. We're talking Lonerism, 2012, Tame Impala. 2012, year I graduated college. Yeah. So his first album is 2010, wow. Inner Speaker, yeah. And this is his second album... Uh, recorded partly in, in Perth, Australia, and in Paris, France, and on airplanes, and wherever the heck else, Airbnbs. Um, this is a big album. There's a lot going on here. Yep. Right off the bat, though, like, it's just crazy how much he sounds like John Lennon. <laughs> it's crazy. Especially in the earlier albums. That's his calling card, isn't it? Yeah, that's the first thing everybody notices. I think it helps him. I think it helped him a lot, dude. Like build buzz. Like, come on, he sounds like John Lennon, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, that's. It sounds like John Lennon solo, mm-hmm. solo John Lennon, but like kick ass music. So it's like so nice to listen to because it sounds like like Elephant. It sounds like John Lennon singing Elephant. Like it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he he lucked out in that department for sure. Um, but then the good thing yeah. is too. Once you get into his music and you're just in the Tame Impala zone, you I forgot that after a while. I stopped thinking about John Lennon and just enjoyed his voice for what it was. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But um, that's certainly, yeah, that's what every, everybody's yep. going to say about him at first. Yes. But he's a fucking genius, man. He he's a freaking genius. He he's been I was reading up about him a little bit on on Lonerism and like he's just been like messing with tapes and mm-hmm. drums since he was like 10 and 11. He had an older brother that did it and then he surpassed him obviously. And he was just obsessed with recording and like weird sounds like at such an early age. That's awesome. I it's like damn, I started that when I was like 25, not like 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
He's he's one of these guys that likes to just record ambient sounds around him wherever he goes and like collect that. Like that's usually a like a glitchy electronic artist thing to do. But he, he's just he's he's obsessed with with sonic worlds and and curating all these uh, these ambient moments. His music sounds like uh, like a hurricane in a rainbow. It's like glitter everywhere and like sparkles and and just like wind and washy. But it's beautiful and it's so colorful. It's so washy. Yeah. Yeah. See, you you had brought up Tame Impala as our next uh, artist to focus on for the podcast. Um, And then you mentioned Currents. And then I was like, well, what about uh, Lonerism? I, I feel like, I don't know what your opinion is yet, but I feel like this is his best album so far. And I feel like it has the most variety and kind of the the most like striking songwriting out of his catalog. Uh, but wh- where does it sit for you? I, the song, the the song with the most hits, I would say for him, like his most successful is Currents. Yeah. Because it has, because I'm, a, it has the less I know the better, which yeah. is like his biggest song ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that song. It's so good. And uh, cause I'm a man. Yeah. That's a cover. Did you know that? Cause I'm a man's a cover. Is a cover of some eighties pop song. Yeah. I didn't know that. But uh, he has another song that uh, Rihanna freaking covered. Oh, which one's that? I think it's Love Paranoia. It's one of the last three songs. Oh, like, wow. Like New Person, Same Old Mistakes. Yeah, I think it's the last song. She covered it, dude. Rihanna covered it on her album. That's pretty huge. Yeah, he, he oddly has has a, a foot kind of in the R&B, like super pop world, which which comes out in weird yes. ways. And more and more over the course of his career. Like he... He's kind of he's only a few steps away from like Britney Spears, as he describes. <laughs> yeah, dude, but but Lonerism's got a lot of gems. It does, and it's like the most. There's a big difference. I mean, t- 2012 to 2015, and 2012. Like, I mean, why is it called Lonerism? Because I mean, he does everything himself. But like, I think it took him a year to make this completely like by himself, <laughs> and I think it's like the most like tame album. When you say tame, do you mean the literally the adjective tame, or you mean the the Tame Impala album? He's his Tame Impala. It's the most okay. Tame Impala album. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree. Um, I think this has the most Kevin Parker in it. Um, not that he doesn't put himself in kind of all of the songs, but I feel like, uh, and he was kind of describing this too in interviews. He's he's really feeling his oats with this album and just exploring and kind of having that, that awe and wonder of a child and just like letting it all come out freely, I think, and, and really kind of learning things about himself and his own identity. Um, he, he was saying this album is just the journey of somebody who's being comfortable with not being a people person who's going to kind of like live yeah. on the edges, but kind of embrace that. And I mean, that's probably Kevin Parker, the the person's deal, I would venture to guess. Um, I right. feel like that this yeah, just has yeah. more character and, and more personality in it than um, than whatever else he's done. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that familiar with Inner Speaker though. Uh, I know I've heard it's it like, a couple times in its entire. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's very good, but it uh, it's more rock and um, it's it's more of kind of the the energy of Elephant. It's it's more kind of like a oh okay like a hyper modern like masterful version of maybe you know like black sabbath sort of uh classic 70s rockets oh okay it's uh it's still tame impala but you don't have the keyboards and the samples and the drum machines nearly as much at all 
This is where he's really kind of branching out sonically. He starts pumping up those synthesizers and, yeah. uh, and, and lonerism. He's got a song on Inner Speaker called Solitude is Bliss. Mm, I mean, that, that's, t- that's his message in every album. It's just like, be chill by yourself. That's, that's his, uh, yeah. his vibe. He's a cool guy, too, in his interviews. He's so down to earth. He seems, seems pretty nice. Very yeah. humble. And sus- yeah, humble. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a pretty reasonable guy. Yeah. Another reason I think I, I like this album so much is it's it really is bridged between just more guitar rock sound of inner speaker and then currents he's already getting so much more keyboardy and kind of disco and then I don't know if you've heard the new album Slow Rush but that is just like I have it's basically just psychedelic disco um it really is and I think I like I like it best when he's like he's bouncing at all like he's he's still in the middle somewhere I think is where I like him best. That's so interesting. I kind of like, for, I mean, I don't really know Inner Speaker that well, but like what you say, it kind of seems like Inner Speaker's like, if you were going to say like 100% guitar, and then it kind of knocks off like 20% after every album after that. Basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, because Lonerism, he's like, you said he starts putting more synths and maybe like a teeny bit less guitar, and then Currents is like less guitar, and then Slow Rush is like, Minimal guitar. Yeah, he he gets more and more kind of synth pop, which is weird for like a a guy who sounds like the Flaming Lips. But I like he keeps saying he just has this Kylie Minogue, like Britney Spears kind of fascination and and side to him that kind of pops out in interesting ways. He doesn't mix his own music. I thought that I, I I thought he did, but he does like literally everything himself. I mean, everything is him. Um, but he doesn't uh, well, mix his the, own music. The, the guy that clarify. mixes his songs? The, this album, uh, Lonerism, he does have a buddy of his like play, I think, piano on a couple tracks. and then. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Jay Watson, who's probably the closest thing he has to a creative partner, I'm guessing. Like He's, he's playing piano on keys on a couple songs, and uh, somebody else does like a spoken word thing near the end. But um, yeah, he doesn't do mixing and mastering himself that that's what normal musicians do dan they don't actually mix and master their own songs too <laughs> so but dude the guy that mixed it is the guy that did um flame is got the guy that does yeah. flaming lips and yep, i dave think friedman MGMT. and he he did uh mgmt D- too dave friedman yeah yeah friedman yeah yeah i don't know if he did inner speaker as well but I mean, I heard, I, I read that in an interview yesterday. Um, Kevin Parker said that it was like a lonerism interview. He said that for the rough mix, like the mix that he sends David, mm-hmm. showing him like what he's going for, he's like, I spend like weeks on it. Oh, I don't even yeah. know why I spend that much time on it, but like, I, cause I know it's not official, but I just send him like what I'm going for. And it takes me like forever to do like just a rough mix. <laughs> well, this is definitely a guy that. Not too unlike uh, our buddies at Steely Dan, I bet is he's just obsessive and spends hours and hours and hours even on just slight details and just pours himself into the recording process like nobody's business. I bet I, he must just have total tunnel vision and uh, just has has that drive and that kind of perfectionist streak. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me at all that even at that step the process he's like it must be this way oh god it's just him dude lonerism what are your favorite tracks uh this this has got some good ones i think the in my mind always the the perfect kind of 
iconic Tame Impala song will be uh, "Feels Like We Only Go Backwards." That's what it's called. I, I that, love that. That to me is was like my entrance into Tame Impala. Yeah, it feels like we only go backwards. So good. I love the beginning. Ding, the beginning ding, of the song is ding, so good. Yep. Ding, yeah, I, I'm ding. like, I perk up right away. I'm ready for it. It feels to creep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like ear candy. It just sounds so ear candy. good. It's so, it sounds so magical. Yeah. It's got auras everywhere. And his voice just like soars through mm-hmm. his sky, dude. It does. <laughs> um, I like that one. Yeah, I qu- that's that's in his top five. That's in his top five. Better be. Um, I quite like that one. I like uh, Mind Mischief. I like Mind Mischief too. Very hypnotic. Uh, Elephant really sticks out too. I'd say that's kind of the the trifecta. Dude, those, those are songs. those are my three. Those are my top three favorites too, dude. <laughs> that's crazy. Elephant is probably my favorite. Uh, I I love the less I know the better. <laughs> yeah, um, that one's funky too. But uh. Yeah, but I think I think Elephant is probably my favorite Tame Impala song. It's I remember when I first heard it, I was like, okay, is this a John Lennon song? Because I didn't even know Tame. Like when I first heard it, I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. I just love that. I love that like shuffling. It feels, it feels like a beast. Like the song feels like an, an a, like a, a live animal. It's just so muscly. It's so cool. It sounds so good. The kick drum and the the thick bass and the guitar tone. I love the whole interlude with the with the guitar solos and stuff. Like such a cool tone. It, man, sound designing, man. His soundscaping yeah. is so it's so nice. It's such a cool song. I guess I might want to go ahead and mention here, though, that I, I was realizing as I was revisiting this album and kind of thinking about his whole catalog, um, I definitely like Tame Impala, but I don't love them. I don't think they're, like, one of my favorite artists. I, I was kind of right coming up against a bit of a, a wall a little bit in terms of, like, just totally diving in and... and Loving this band unconditionally. I st- I, there, there are a little bit, some aspects of Tame Impala, I'm a little bit, uh, it's not enough for me. Yeah, what is it? For me to be a, a diehard. So we're talking about how washy he is. I think a lot of the songs wear out their welcome a little bit for me. He, he loves to just like sit in one place with a song for a really long time. And kind of repeat stuff a lot. And I mean, classic example. Keep on lying. Classic example is freaking. Why? Why won't they talk to me, dude? Oh he yeah, yeah. Re- that that goes on for like yeah. four minutes. Like. dynamics and the, the peaks and the valleys and the, the journey and just the the, uh, the sense of like drive and going somewhere with a lot of his songs for me it's like we're just kind of we're just sitting here we're just kind of staying here a little too long and like uh, a lot of his songs have all this detail and mm-hmm. all these different parts going on but it's like washy just kind of like loose it's not like 
clear and precise and oh at this moment this kind of thing happens that's interesting like it's it's more of just kind of like a haze that i feel like i have to be at a festival or like yeah. you know on something to to enjoy a lot more than i may ultim- ultimately end up yeah i know what you mean yeah it's very psychedelic it's psychedelic like the the song structure is even psychedelic but i right? I, I feel like it's almost like spoon-fed psychedelic where it's 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 like uh, it's a little too just mm. here. Here's the the sonic psychedelic experience, just kind of like delivered to you with without. I, you know, I, I want a little more nuance. This is like Candyland, and I might want to play like Settlers of Catan. I think that's why I like Elephant. I yeah. think that's why it's, I like Elephant's yeah. more punchy. It's like all right. <laughs> I think that's why I like we're Elephant. On the ride. Yeah, it's more punchy. It's like you get you get the structure. You get what's going on. I like when he's like, "Here it comes." <laughs> <laughs> you know that part. <laughs> you little whispers. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. I mean, nothing that has happened so far is anything we could control. Yeah. That's like John Lennon. Yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> And then that's a cool melody. That's a cool moment that happens. But then it's like so much of the song is just sitting on that and relying on that. And I'm supposed to, am I just supposed to be like mind blown yeah. over and over? He does it like, and then he, he gets into even yeah. with, with later albums of his, I still enjoy them, but it's, it's just kind of like a psychedelic rock version of background music almost. Like it just, uh, there aren't enough mm. kind of pointed moments that really grab you for me i don't know right it's it's pleasant but it does it doesn't cross a certain threshold for me yeah but i don't know do, how much do you have that i mean it makes sense it makes i i, I know what you're saying i know what you're saying i, I do i'm not th- i'm not like super familiar with like inner speaker yeah. i'm not that familiar with i am familiar with lonerism i am familiar with currents, currents yeah but not really slow rush that that much um, so I feel like I don't know the whole picture. I, I don't yeah. know his singles. You know, I've seen him live once. Oh, you saw him and live? It was really cool. It it was really cool. I I saw him live at Boston Calling. Yeah, it was really sick. It, one of the things that really impressed me was um, their their sound guy is definitely primo. Their yeah. sound guy because he knew exactly like he would make the whole music yeah, go like. Yeah. You know, like he would make like what you're hearing through the PA. Do like he'll like he'll like add effects to the whole mix, you know, and it it was like live mixing. It, it was really cool. Like there was there was a lot of crazy stuff that I've never seen live bands do. Wow, sound effects affecting the whole mix, cu- cutting shit off, and it it was really psychedelic. It was beautiful, yeah. and like the, the lights were awesome, and he was awesome, and the songs were great. I was impressed. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's the best way to enjoy him is at a at a festival like that. Like that's where. You know, all of his qualities are really gonna shine the most. Yeah. Gotta be above it. 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 Uh, as far as his lyrics, I don't really know. I, I don't really follow the lyrics. I mean, I feel it feels like we only go. It's hard to make out what he's saying most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels like we only go backwards is easy to follow. You know? Yeah. Like the yep. point, the, that the one point I can of make it. Out. Um,. Sun's coming up is pretty nice, you know. It's just like, so like I like the guitar. I just like the sound. I feel like his big thing is the sounds, the sounds of things, you know. Oh, it, uh, yeah. He dials in tones, and yeah, he he plays with sound so much, and and pedals and pedal combination. That's like, 
I mean, a lot of people that listen to him, that's the, the bread and butter is, is that kind of tinkering and, and, and being playful. Yeah, Sun's Coming Up, that's, that's another example of like, a lot of that is just him singing an acoustic piano, and then maybe there's some other weird ambient noise, but like that's kind of it, you know, and you, you don't get moments that kind of intimate or like different in, in his lighter stuff, I feel like. Yeah. What's the one? It sounds, it sounds coming up, the ballad one. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds good there. He sounds really good there. But then I'm like, why is the song five and a half minutes yeah. long? Like, I kind of get yeah. it halfway through, too, you know? Yeah. I really got that with um, Why Won't They Talk to Me. He does a lot of repetition. Why won't they talk to me? Me, 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 me. His message is so just simply like, I won't fit in anyway, but who cares? They're shallow people. Like he's done that. That's like a a, uh, a recurring motif for him. Yeah, and it's so just like hard on your on your sleeve. Yeah, it he has such a high voice. It feels like we only go, mm-hmm. but it like I I feel like it just like soars through his music. Like he's got his voice yeah. is like so perfect for his music. And he was saying something about how some his favorite kind of music that really gets them going is, is, you know, one person making everything themselves and they can just construct this wall of sound. And if you want to, you can have 700 voices layered on top of each other for one moment. And, yeah. Um, so I, I like, I really do like that aspect of him. He inspired his whole, his whole thing like is super inspiring to me because yeah. I, I do like everything myself except drums. But that's another thing that I love about him is like he he puts drums at like the like he cares the most about drums and that's inspiring to me. I was like, man, how about I want to care? How about that drum loop for Mind Mischief where like the sticks hit each other at you know in a couple moments and yep, yep, yep. It's super cool. See, Mind Mischief is super repetitive, too. Yeah, but I, I feel like for that one song, it kind of works because that's such, it's so intentional. It's how, like, the composition is is kind of centered. Like, it's it's uh, takes advantage of that repetitive quality rather than, like, it just being a result of, of not writing enough of a song. Yeah. It's so nice, the, the, the harmonizing guitars and... Dude, the drum sound yeah. is, his drum sound is very inspiring. Yeah. It sounds like a day in the life drums. Yeah, you like want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. you like want to listen to it. It's uh, it's so cool. But he cares, he puts so much crafting into the drums. He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll spend like months on a drum sound. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's intense. I mean, I, I was coming down on him a little bit by... Uh, by saying I don't love him, but I I do really like the idea that he's so popular, and he really um, became one of the trends of the 2010s and like building uh, psychedelic rock back up to some of its former glory. And him having kind of this this mainstream uh, position is I think pretty cool, and I I do like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and to know that Rihanna freaking covered a song of his that's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a unique figure. Yeah, he is. And he works closely with Pond and I, I think a couple other bands. Do you know Pond? Have you ever listened to them? I've I've heard like a couple of their songs. Yeah. 
But yeah, Tame does he does he plays drums for them and he does like sound effects for them and he like he mess he mm. like helps produce them. Um yeah, he 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 has a couple of different projects going on. Um and I thought what was interesting about making this album Lonerism is he started it by kind of pretending to himself that it was for something else or wasn't necessarily like his next album, but it it was going to be in some project somewhere like you know, he's not he's not committing himself to only doing Tame and Pollen, only doing the albums. Like he's, he kind of has a more flexible mindset with um, how he can be uh, creative in the digital age. He's probably a good collaborator. So, do you like Lonerism the best? Do you still like Currents more, or where does this all sit for you? Uh, I don't know. It's it's up there with it. It's like those are the top two for me. You know. Um. Yeah, it's a little more like it's like a little more lo-fi lonerism. Yeah, you know, because it's more like it seems more like at mm-hmm. home at a hub. Yeah, <laughs> in his home hub. Um, but I mean, it was nice to do this and to like really listen to this album. I heard it like three times, and um, you know, I mean, some songs popped up. Like I wasn't that fam- I wasn't too familiar with Mind Mischief mm. before, or um, nothing that has happened so far. You know, has been anything we could control. Mm-hmm. Or keep on lying, or why? Why won't they talk to me? I was way more familiar with. It feels like we only go backwards. Yeah. Elephant, and I, uh, I yeah. knew it'd be above it. How about you for like least favorites? Well, yeah, all right. If we're we're talking lesser moments, um, that's the thing though. It's Tame and Paul's another one of those groups where it's it's not a lot of like really strong and really lesser moments. It's just kind of am I in the Tame and Paula zone or not? You know, it just it's. <laughs> Yeah, and even this album with having the variety it has, I'm still like it's it's still just a you know, an overall haze. So I there's not really any part of this album that I'm like, oh, this is the stinker that you gotta get rid of. It's like Right. Um it's just a question of what what's more or less memorable. Um the the songs that just stuck in my mind a little less, like I can't even recall them as much as I'm looking at the track list here, Music to Walk Home By. Or uh, Apocalypse Dreams is pretty long, but it's it's not even like I don't like those. It's just like they stuck with me a little less, maybe. I can't recall Apocalypse Dreams right now, <laughs> and it's six minutes long. I can't recall. Exactly, it. and you listen to the album multiple times, and you're still like, wait, what's that? It's like trying yeah. to remember something when you're really stoned or whatever. It's just like this yeah. haze of, <laughs> that's that's his, his sound. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, maybe. Um, I don't know how I feel about Keep On Lying and the structure of that. Am I like... Is the fact this is so repetitive and so drawn out, like, is that a strong thing or is it kind of obnoxious? Like, I kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Because I do like the... I like, I like that lick and how they yeah. kind of build up to it, but then I'm like, are we just at a random, like, party? Like, the little voices, yeah. you know? Rolling around so like I, his... I just I just want to know how he because sometimes he said in his interview he said that sometimes he doesn't do drums right right away he'll record the guitar and stuff so I'm like all right is this to a click track or, or is it just uh, he'll just record guitar and then he'll just smack drums on it and how does he build these songs it's 
I don't yeah. know. I want to know more about it. And he reveals some things, but some things he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't reveal. But he was also saying how he'll start a song. I don't know if this is all the time or just most of the time. He'll make like a 30-second sort of demo or like a collection of ideas. So maybe he's just like playing 30 seconds of what's going to become the eventual song. And if he likes that 30-second loop, he just kind of stretches out that loop, which kind of makes sense. Like he'll just yeah. have a bunch of ideas come to him at once. He puts them together for just like a short little snippet. And then he'll extend yeah. that snippet if he likes yeah. that, which kind of, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, how about for you? What, what was, what was like, uh, was there any part of this album where you're like, meh, felt disappointing to you or? No, nothing, no, nothing was like, man, I wish he didn't do that. I guess, um, you know what? I guess one thing that pops out is uh, why won't they talk to me? Just like, I was like, whoa, he's saying it again. Oh my god, he's saying it again. <laughs> and again. And then I was like, is he? I was like, he's not gonna do it again, is he? And then he did it again. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was like that. That's like that sticks out as being very repetitive to me. But it, it's like one long song almost. The the album, you know. I like one time I was yeah. one, one of the days this week. I like took a nap and I just put the song playing through my iPhone. And it just felt like one long song. I didn't even mm. know like what song we were on by the time we were like on Mind Mischief. I was like, "What? Yeah. Wait, what? It's been four songs. Like, y'all kind of blend." I have that feeling even more uh, with his other albums. Like, this is the album I least have that feeling with. Oh, okay. Although I, I do quite like Currents too. I mean, that that might be close to Tide. I really don't like Eventually though on Currents. Oh, I like Eventually. <laughs> really. I like eventually, and I like uh, yes, I'm changing. Those, those yeah, yes, two, I'm changing uh, is good. Yeah, yeah, let it happen. That one's good too. And the the one that sounds like Tears for Fears. Is that yes? Which one's that? I don't. I forget what it's called, but it has the same beat as Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Oh God, really? I thought you'd be all over that. You're always talking about Tears for Fears. <laughs> That's like my brother's favorite song. Everybody wants to rule the world. It's a good one. Yeah, he's inspiring. He when he was talking about like mics and stuff, like drum mics, it, he he said that his snare mic placement is is top secret. <laughs> and he also does something very unconventional. He puts an SM57, which is usually what you use for guitar mics. Usually, he puts it on the kick drum. You can use that mic for anything. Yeah, though. he puts it on the kick drum, which is like pretty oh, rare. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you can use SM57s on hi hats and snares and stuff vocals even but yeah he puts on the kick drum which is uh he's like i, I don't know like i know it's like a no-no but Works like if you do him. something different then it's gonna sound different well that that's the part of his sound and it's cool because it's it's not lo-fi but it's like old like there's definitely a late 60s psychedelic rock bent to this whole thing and it's it's vintage and it's kind of it's a little crackly, it's a little like dusty, but it's like perfect for this kind of music. But there's this, the, the production style in a lot of places is, feels very kind of old fashioned, but like in a cool way. He's this, Tame Paul is like the prime example of like mixing the old and the new. Yeah. Not just being too old, but not just being like a new sound. It's it's this this blend. It's not it's not just being too old, yeah. yeah. Especially like in currents, I feel like he really kind of kicks it up into twenty twenty into twenty tens. It's very yeah. like Well he embraces the eighties sound. The eighties. By that time. 
Yeah. He goes 80s in that one. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too, yeah. Elephant was the first Tame song I heard. Do you think Tame Impala is too easy? Like, is, does he not challenge you as a, a listener enough? Like, he just invites you into just this this hazy, washy, just sort of chilled out, psychedelic world. And it's kind of like a feeling of, like, you can come and go whenever you want. Musically, it doesn't feel... It's, musically, it doesn't really challenge me, but, like, record... Because I'm, I'm getting way more into recording and engineering and, and producing now, and... I, I yeah, you're you're coming at it from that that angle. I think yeah, from like a studio standpoint, I I think it's so cool that he does everything himself, and he he has so much knowledge about all this stuff. He does a lot of like unconventional things. He even said in an interview, he's like he's like I do yeah. a lot of things that professionals would like really hate to see. You know, I do a lot of no nos in the studio. Um, mm. He's like, but I'm just going for the sound, and if it if it sounds rules. good, it sounds good, and that's very true. And it's inspiring, but yeah, as as far as like music or something, I guess it's it, it's not one of like my top inspirations. You know, I feel like one could argue that maybe he like hides behind like a ton of reverb and he hides behind mm. like mystical, magical waves and oh, what's where are we in the song? Right. Oh, we'll repeat the vocal. So some sometimes it can be a little more style yeah. than substance. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But uh, but he's got a near formality, man. Like feels like we only go backwards. It's like ear candy. He does. Yeah. When you have a song name called like nothing that has happened so far has been anything we could control, <laughs> it's cool seeing like okay, how is he gonna do? How is he gonna sing this line? And then it's like nothing, nothing yeah. has happened so Where's far. Where's this going? Anything we could control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a highlight. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. So I think uh, one very notable aspect of what he does, and maybe it's something kind of underrated, how you can have music that seems so tailor-made for like a solo on headphones listening experience. Like he gives you all that that headphone ear candy that that you want. Um, and he is talking about all these themes, themes of kind of like isolating yourself and just being your own person or whatever. But then he he hits that festival circuit so hard and and delivers on these these big shows so well too. Like how many other artists can can balance that? Do both. And he puts you know? a lot of care in translating to the stage, making sure that yeah. the, these songs really come alive, uh, alive, come alive, live. Yeah. So maybe that's like him and Radiohead. Like I, I don't know who else can can pull that off yeah. to that degree these days. Yeah. I mean, it kind of holds me back. I'm like, ah, fuck this. I can't play this on live. Like, whatever. <laughs> but I, I just want to do it on the studio. <laughs> and that's what I'm working on right now to try to bring everything, to simplify things. Like, can this be done live or not? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> um, well, shall we get to uh, a rating or you got anything else in your pocket? Uh, let's give it a rating. Yeah. So, where, where, what are you feeling for this one? Songs, album's uh, pretty awesome. I'll give it an eighty-nine. Mm. Like an eighty-eight. I'll give an eighty-eight. 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 That's that's my official number. Yeah, I'm kind of in that territory. I feel like I'm giving most of these albums like B pluses <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But I, I'm gonna. This is. Uh, for the strengths it does have, and if you're in the right kind of mood, I'm I'm gonna go with like uh, an 86 okay. on this one. So it's it's pretty darn good. I do have to be in a particular mood for it. 
Yeah. And um, it doesn't suck me in too much. Like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very good for what it is. I'll definitely say that. One thing I wanted to point out about Elephant is that when the, how the riff goes, it's like, dude, he does this thing that sounds just like Money by Pink Floyd. He's like, you know how in Money when it goes, yeah. I was like, wait, that's Money. Very derivative. Very derivative, yeah. But it works. Cool, man. Well, I'm really glad we did this album. And this is fun. That was awesome. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. Tame and Ball is pretty cool. And uh, you're cool for listening to our episode. How about that? If you want to write us a review on iTunes or wherever else podcast platforms allow you to do so, give us a rating. That'd be awesome. We're trying to build it up. And uh, a reminder to any Niagara Moon fans in particular... I'm still looking for good homes for my CDs. I'm running my Adopt-A-CD campaign. Uh, Fuzzy Thinking is currently discounted, and you can get it as part of a bundle deal as well because what CD doesn't need a friend to go with them in the mail? Uh, If you're interested in picking up an album for yourself, get it personally signed. It's limited edition, or you could say endangered species. Uh, Head on over to freeniagaramoonalbum.com slash Adopt-A-CD. I'll have that link in the show notes as well. Keep up doing the good work. I'll see you next week.